A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Are you serious? <sighs> Sorry about that. <laughs> that's, a, uh, that's a design to say, I've had a good Christmas. <laughs> yeah. That is, <laughs> whoa, that was a good one. Uh, this is How to Kill an Hour. My name is Marcus Bronzy. And I'm producer Bill. How's yeah, man. Oh, I think that, that burp summed up Christmas uh, all in one go, man. I, I have never felt so fat in my life, bro. I mean, I'm eating a lot at the moment. I'm a big, I'm big Bronzy at the moment. I'm not trim Bronzy. My God, it was absolutely disgusting the amount that I consumed over Christmas I've never I feel like I've eaten I feel like tur- there's going to be a legend amongst me for turkeys like there's a beast he can eat one of you in 10 seconds like bro I've, I've eaten so much meat and cheese and drank brandy with full fat coca-cola as well and a cake and minced pies no Brussels sprouts though sweets chocolate no, I've not had room, bruv. I've, I, I, what did I have? Um, I had some roses. I had like the straw, and I had the like the, the sweetest ones, the straw, uh, the strawberry flavored roses. You're not a heroes or celebrations kind of guy. Nah, man, they're new school. I like, I'm a roses or quality street kind of guy. What are you know about quality street? You get me? All right, fair. Well, quality street. I do like the turkey penny, the turkey penny, the toffee, penny. the toffee penny. I've lost a tooth on one of those when I was a kid. I had a wobbly tooth, jumped into one of those, and it took my tooth with it. Must have been, must have been a good penny. It was a strong one. Do you like the pennies when they're warmed up? Are you a sucker or a chewer? Do you suck the uh, penny bill or do you chew it down a and bit then of swallow? Both. A bit of both. You're a you sucker than a swallow? You need, chew, oh, suck hey, and hey, swallow? Hey, hey. Pause. Um, I don't know. Just, sometimes you can just chew it, but then again, no. Sometimes, yeah. Instinct gets you over in the, it's in like, the suck oh, I'll and swallow. To, I'll, have to, I'll have to wait. Suck and swallow instinct just kicks in and you just crack on then, yeah, Bill? <laughs> Not, yeah, pause. Pause. Just pause. Bill's smiling. Do you want a toffee now? No, I'm good. Oh, I'm cool. good. All right, all right. You've had, had your fill of toffees. Uh, yeah, man. Um, yeah, I've just ate and drank so much. And I don't think I'm going to stop until until 2020, mate. No. Nah, man. You know when you wake up in the middle of the night and it's like you're a little bit peckish, what do you do usually? I'd be like, oh, I'm hungry. And then go back to sleep again. Same. That's what I usually do. Instead, I've been like, turkey sandwich, whatever. If I'm going to have a turkey sandwich, might as well put some stuffing in it. Might as well. Have some gravy on it as well. Might as well. Hang on a minute. What? You don't know about gravy? Always... Gravy in and the sandwich. sandwich. You don't know how to, bruv. You... Oh, one second. You need a knife and fork to eat that sandwich. Toast. Of course, it's a Christmas sandwich that doesn't go everywhere. Yeah, needs to. No, no, not maybe not a knife and fork, but like a... you don't know about a moist maker. Yeah, I'm not having this. Hang on, hang on, hang on. A piece of Is bread. Three pieces question, of bread. Yeah. Big question coming. Yeah, go on. Thick gravy or watery gravy? Thick gravy, man. I'm a th- thick gravy all I'm day. I'm a thick gravy. I like that thick juice. Come on, man. I'm not about that water gravy. Oh, is that what you're thinking? Like water gravy? 
No, I like even th- well, it thick, depends how thick your I gravy like that is. Thick gravy, man. I, my gravy's thick. Anyone comes around me, better know that I'm producing the thickest gravy known to mankind. Oh, really? Yeah, and I will deliver it batch after batch every Christmas. It's out there, mate. So I got the thick, thick, thick gravy, and um, yeah, man, just me smashing those sandwiches, and cake, and sweets, and a biscuit and cheese as well. It's been great. Just man. everything. <sighs> I feel like my cholesterol, my heart levels, just been higher for the last few days because I've been pumping around all this junk. Uh, anyway, so this is the boxing day episode of How to Kill an Hour. We were joined by K Curd very recently. Well, we're going to jump into that real soon. K Curd is an absolutely amazing comedian he has been writing with charlie brooker the guy behind black mirror he's been writing some comedy with him uh for some content that's been out over the christmas season actually uh i definitely do not say this lightly keep an eye out for this guy because big things are already happening he's not just destined for them we're gonna jump into that interview soon but yeah go on, what's up bill big things and big rings big things and big r- what's that mean that's uh, Drake and uh, Future. Oh, yeah, Big Rings. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Hip hop reference that I missed. What am I playing at? Uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I'm about to jump into that. But first, uh, we've got a little uh, conversation about some ways to kill time. Now, it's a, probably the wrong time of year for us to be pitching Christmas presents to you, but I think the relevance of this potential product could be something that could change lives for people. Now, I know that over the Christmas period, everyone's had a lot of Christmas parties over the last few weeks. People are going out for Boxing Day, having a few beverages, hooking up because, yeah, it's cuffing season, but some people are still single. And, um, you know, I believe that some people have been caught short in the past. You know what I mean? Getting ready for a little bit of nookie. Yeah. And then one of you goes, <clears throat> you got a Johnny got any protection have you got something and the other and you both look at each other like oh uh so uh, way back in 2013 durex ran a marketing campaign called sos condom uh can we just play a quick, quick clip of that billy and then we'll get back into the real life version everybody knows that particular situation when a date starts off really well and then she asks that terrible question do you have a condom but did you ever notice that you never have a condom when you need it there is a solution. SOS Condoms application. SOS Condoms will save your date in every situation, wherever the place, and our teams will take care of the rest. And find the best way to deliver to you personally. Here is SOS Condoms, the new application powered by Durex. SOS Condoms. It will save your date. So there you have it. SOS condom from durex now this was quite a funny little fake app that wasn't really a real thing but we found out recently at how to kill an hour that it may actually become a thing in china and parts of latin america now lovers in colombia argentina brazil peru and mexico can get rubbers delivered in up to 30 minutes 30 minutes you know what bill things can cool off in 30 minutes you know what do you do for 30 minutes some people might just be like i can't be bothered other people might be like 30 minutes i can't wait i'll just go to the shop yourself yeah, if you <laughs> go to the shop yourself with your radium boner, walk into don't wear. Yeah, you got to either tuck it. You know, the, you know the waistband tuck at school, the tuck up. Mm. Come on, Bill, we all know about it. The tuck up. When when I was at school and 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 my teenage dick just wanted to just come out for no reason and just get a massive erection, you have to tuck it up. Luckily, my uniform was a tracksuit bottom. Standing in the middle of maths, just learning about Pythagoras theorem. Yeah. And- Ding. Like Pythagoras has nothing to do with sex. It's like, hey, but you know, uh, 3.14. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, so they can deliver it in 30 minutes, which, like, as Billy said, is, is, is all right, but, you know. Um, in Shanghai, uh, Alibaba, a huge retail company, delivering condoms between 10 p.m. and 7 a.m. Those are definitely nookie hours where the shop might be closed, though. Imagine if someone asks you, oh, what do you do for a, for a job? Oh, I, I uh, save lives. Yeah, I, I work overnight. Yeah. And uh, yeah. okay, you work you work night shifts. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I do. Work overnight. What do you do? Oh, I deliver condoms. Save lives. I save lives, bro. That's what I do. I'm out here saving lives. I mean, the world population is getting quite large. Eight billion people. I mean, he's kind of trying to keep that low. Yeah. Who would be the best people to deliver condoms in the UK if this actually became a thing here? Um, Chris Eubank. <laughs> why, why Chris Eubanks, Billy? I specifically, know. I was thinking more like Deliveroo, bruv. Oh, okay. Why Chris Eubanks of all people? I just, I just thought I thought it'd be quite funny. I mean, you laughed. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Deliveroo would be a good one. That would be nice. Or Uber. Uber oh, the condom. guy that goes. Um, remember that uh, this year or last year before? And there was why are you the, coming fast? That guy. You knew what I was going to say. Why are you coming fast? That guy. That would be great. What, him delivering that. What, don't come fast. Yeah. There you go. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I think I'm all up for them having a service like this. How much would you pay for a condom? I have seen toilet attendants in, in I've been in clubs uh, quite a bit, obviously DJ and stuff. I've seen a toilet attendant charge a man who was desperate for a condom five British pounds. Should they just put money in the machine, in the thing no on the machi- wall? No machine, bruv. There was no machine there. And he, and he, do you know what? I thought, fucking hell, supply and demand at its best. This is a pure example of supply and demand. Because that condom was like some, it was like a Duraflex. It wasn't a Durex. But this guy looked at him and said, can, looked at the toilet attendant, can, can I have a condom? He's like, five pounds. And the guy was like, ah, oh, you're a cunt. <laughs> Boy, anyway, that's like that. That's like when you have um, burger vans outside, or you have yeah. um, the corner shop. It's water. expensive, but you can't yeah. be asked to walk to the shops. Just like ah, oh. water at a festival that isn't you know the, the tap stuff. If you get bottled yeah, water or, or food, food outside a football stadium, yeah, ten quid for a for a burger and chips, a shit in a and tray. there's no drink. Yeah, but however, I would pay a little bit more if it was one of these newfangled condoms that we've also got an article about on How to Kill an Hour, and that is the self-lubricating condom. They're a thing now, Billy. A self-lubricating condom, and that is, bruv, we've come a long way, you know. Do you know what we used to use as condoms, Billy? Uh, pig intestines. That's right, livestock intestines. Now, I believe that probably half of that preventing sex happening would be, no, but half, <laughs> I believe half of that would be just people seeing that and going, Nah, we're not doing it. <laughs> Even the guy goes, not putting that on. Or he puts it on and the woman goes, yeah, nah, nah it's not happening. Can you imagine that? Strapping up with a bit of pig, pig intestine. intestine. It's a bit. Hell. Brings a How new, does that work? Did they, did they wash it brings out? Brings a whole new meaning to porked. Oh, porking. Do you ever think that's where it came from? Oh, yeah, give it a good porking. Um, imagine it could have been. So yeah, do you think, do you reckon? What, the, the joke or the kink that came from that? Yeah. Possibly. And is it, was it a fresh piece of livestock intestine? Because that's like bloody and shit, man. It's got to be And clean, shitty, surely. it's shitty. Because it's an intestine. Intestines handle shit. Uh, yeah, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you're well endowed. You can't be going for that small intestine. You've got to go for that large intestine. You get me, fam? And that's got the real poo-poo bits in it. You get me? Uh, yeah, go on. Going to need a hog. A hog, that's it. <laughs> um... Actually, I was speaking to a German person the other day about different casual ways of saying sex. Like, you know, like we're talking about slang ways of having sex. So I was like, yeah, like, so for example, here we've got like bang, 
Smash. Smash is quite in- international. Like they knew about that. They were like, yeah, know about Smash. And and uh, <laughs> I asked for a, a literal translation. Now there's a German translation which means you've had sex with someone. It's, it's like kind of like a guy thing to say, like, yeah, bang the shit out of it, smash the granny out of it. You know them kind of ones, yeah. And its literal translation is punch. I punched her away. <laughs> What? <laughs> That's what I mean. So, <laughs> when German people are bragging about sex or bros, they're saying, "Yeah, bro, I punched her away, bro." <laughs> That's so odd. I punched her away, man. Fucking old punching someone away. That, that sounds disgraceful, bro. Doesn't sound very uh, loving. It beats smash the granny out of. You get me? Which I think is the most disgusting term. What do you think is the most used term around you and your mates? The most broy thing. I'm not saying you say it, Billy. I know you want to pretend you're a nice guy. Twatted. You twatted her. Rah. Nasty. Anyway, so condoms at the moment can come ripped. They can come lubricated. They can even glow in the dark. Hell, that's fucking funny. Star Wars. Uh, Also, they can come with self-warming gels and stuff like that. But now they can self-lubricate. Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation ran a competition to see who could build the best condom. And basically, a research team created a condom which gets slippery... And with specially designed layer of hydrophilic polymers coat the condom surface. When they're rubbed, aka activated, the moisture becomes slick. They become slick and moisty. That's so, that's so basically they're made out of stuff that's not that luby, but as soon as it comes into some contact with physical warmth and body, they start to get slimy. That's quite nice, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> now that's good because condom usually wears out. Uh, lubricant usually wears out of a condom, right? Unless you're mad sick like me, you get me. <laughs> But yeah, uh, but this special condom doesn't. Apparently, you get a thousand thrusts out of it. I don't know. It says apparently typical sex intercourse is anywhere between 100 and 500 thrusts. I was about to say, yeah, really? 100 thrusts. 100 thrusts. It's not doing us any, any favors for numbers, that average, is it? I mean, for timing, some people have like, like, got a mental image there of you uh, uh, fapping. Yeah. Okay, I mean, that's like 98 more pumps than two pumps on a wiggle one. I'm not saying that's what I do, but, you know, it happens to all of us. Uh, now, the researchers were awarded £100,000 to complete these condoms. Now, Billy, there's more information here, but I just want to know where you can get these condoms from and when. You, um, you can't. Not yet, not yet. But 73% of the 33 who participated in the condom testing said they preferred the new condom design and they said they'd also be more likely to use a condom if it was inherently slippery. Uh, while those who never used the condom stated they consider using it, one of the self-lubricated ones, if uh, they existed. There we go. As long as it's not like a comedic slippery, like you take it out of the packet, it's like... <laughs> you drop it. What was that? <laughs> you know, like... that. <laughs> Oh, it's just dropped on the floor. Uh, but yeah, there you go. Self-lubricating condoms. On to something a little bit more sensible. Electric cars, Billy. How long do you think they've been around for? Two years. Two years. I'd say 10 before I read this article. Uh, uh, 1899. New York City's taxi cabs. 90% of them were electric vehicles. Now, these cabs were built by the Electric Carriage and Wagon Company, Philadelphia. So yeah. if only that had carried on, we'd, we'd, we'd never even have petrol cars. We'd, we'd only have electric. Uh, electrol? Electric. Exactly. exactly. Furthermore, in 1899 and 1900, electric cars were, outs- were <clears throat> outside, sorry, <clears throat> there were more of them than there are other types of cars, apparently, though. Uh, this includes gas and steam-powered ones. Uh, the Baker Torpedo, a 1902 electric vehicle, became the first car to have an aerodynamic body, which enclosed the driver and the platform. Torpedo. The torpedo. How, it reached how 80 fast miles an hour. Does that sound? 80 miles I, an hour. That's I mean, fucking fast. Back then... 
That would yeah. have been that would have been light years ahead of everything else. Exactly. Further tests said it reached speeds of 120 miles per hour. Rapid. It's not bad, especially in 1899. Was Mate, it? You said? Yeah, not too, no, 1902. It's not bad at all. Um, now, are they propelled in the 1880s? Uh, t- when Thomas Edison invented the light bulb, the light bulb also in- increased the distribution of electricity and provided the infrastructure needed for an electric car to be viable for the public. Right. I mean, when you think about it, 1902 mm-hmm. is only what one and a half persons, 100 years. Yeah. One, oh, you mean not, generations? It's not one that long. One and a half persons. Yeah, um, no, one one person yeah, and twenty right. years old. You're right. And steam and steam powered cars needed forty five minutes on a cold day to get going. But basically, it was you know <laughs> the death of the electric car. I mean, we can talk more about it if you want. Should we go right. So basically, they were very popular in 1914. The Detroit electric car, which had a range of eighty miles on a single charge, was the favorite car. Uh, none other than Clara Ford, Henry Ford's wife. Uh, he'd he bought the car for her, despite the fact that at the time his company was basically presently breaking the balls of the electric car industry. So that's right. Henry Henry Ford's wife had one of these. And in fact, when I went and looked at the Mustang, they actually had a picture of the car up, the new Mustang electric vehicle. They had a picture of this car up and some information about Clara kind of saying she wanted to get involved in this electric vehicle business. Hmm. Interesting, isn't it? Um, they cost a grand, which is, I don't know what that is in today's money. A lot. A lot. Uh, lavish models were three grand. Uh, Even more. Yeah, there you go. But in 1915, Henry Ford was uh, able to offer cars for $500. So that's about $10,000 in English right now. All right. Uh, And his hugely innovative assembly line construction was the main reason for offering his cars so cheaply compared to the electric vehicles, making them way more affordable. So I can, as you can see, that kind of made electric cars a bit more redundant. And so by 1935, the electric car was dead. Made a comeback in the 60s for a little bit. Wasn't very successful. Um, I believe there were some cabs about 10 years ago. I think Ford had a hand in there in New York. Didn't catch. Um, But over the last few years, we've obviously had the Nissan Leafs. Uh, We've had big, big rise of kind of plug-in hybrids and full EVs. So here we are in electric vehicle world. I've given you some some chat for Christmas time. I think Elon has kind of of helped propel that into the... Yeah, but his truck looks so dumb, bruv. I quite like looking at it. Do you like it? How can you, bruv? You like it? I don't like it. Not like it. I can see the reason behind it. What's the reason for it looking like a block of Lego? The material they've made out of can't can't bend, so it's built to be like solid. So it can't bend, so it's done like that. So it's meant to be like really hard wearing. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Still looks ugly though. Uh, So yeah, before we jump into the interview, (laughs) please like whatever, mate. a, love, a device that had some fun with over Christmas time um, has been the Pure Stream R. Put simply, it is a small, portable radio, DAB, and Bluetooth player from Pure, which are known for very high quality radios. It is hefty. It's, it is quite heavy, isn't it? It's quite heavy. But, but it packs a punch. It sounds great. There's a video of me unboxing it for our feature on YouTube called What's in the Box? So you can check that out. But in short, it's great to know that you have a Bluetooth device you can play your Apple Music or Spotify from, DAB, and also it's connected to Alexa as well. So you can say, hey, Alexa, play the How to Kill an Hour podcast, and it'll play it. Hey, Alexa, play the How to Kill an Hour podcast. Shout out to you if you've got Hey, Siri, play the How to Kill an Hour podcast. Hey, Google, play the How to Kill an Hour podcast. I'm just saying that to see if it plays on anyone's devices there. But yeah, it's Alexa integrated, so you can say, hey, Alexa, play the podcast. And... I'll be honest, it was fun, enjoyed it, 
Batteries all right as well. Lasted quite a bit, but we did. I kept it charging most of the time, if I'm honest. Uh, but yeah, it's nice. I tell you what's good. <clears throat> Combining Spotify, uh, you can do collaborative playlists now on Spotify. So I can have a, I can have a playlist, share it with you, Bill, and you can add tracks to it as I do. So you can make a little party playlist. Nice, solid. Yeah. Anyway, uh, without further ado, let's jump into our interview with uh, K Curd. Uh, this is the second time he popped on the show, and we were brought him on to discuss his amazing. Is amazing achievement of being on live at the Apollo and loads of other stuff. So, without further ado, Billy, let's press play on it. Are you serious? Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Well, this is How to Kill an Hour. My name is Marcus Bronzy. This is the show where we like to find new ways to kill time and invite guests on that like to find new ways to kill time or provide ways for us to kill time. On today's show, for the second time, I'd like to welcome back Kay Kurd. Let's have a round of applause. Yes! I feel like yes. The, John, the John Cena music would be appropriate for you right da, 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 da. now. Is that it? Yeah. Music? Hey, gunshots, everything. Welcome back to the show, man. Thanks for having me, man. This is one of my uh, favourite places to come as a guest. Oh, thank you very much. I think it's because we let you just do what you want to do on this yeah, podcast. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Um, and I've been seeing the calibre of guests rise. <laughs> oh, my days. <laughs> You've got, you, you're going up in the world. I think that's why we're having you back because you're going up in the world, bro. Well, oh my gosh, yeah. Thank you, man. We've got loads to talk about. Yeah, on I'm today's becoming show. a bit. I'm, I'm, I'm becoming a pretty big deal now. I mean, it's about fucking time. I yeah, mean, man. Come on, Jesus Christ! I've been working at it for ages now. Come exactly. <laughs> working. Up. I'm playing. Humility is is, is fun, lads. Mm. Be humble. But you were on our first podcast where we had the full backstory and how you got into comedy. Yeah. It's like, can we get the number of that podcast, please, Billy? Up. Uh, where we had a full conversation with you about how you got into comedy, how you transitioned from a period of transition. Yeah. Uh, shout out to all my Man United supporters. How you had your period <laughs> of transition from kind of wanting to get into comedy to getting into comedy and now yeah. like I just want to talk about everything that you've been up to over the last few months because you've been absolutely 
Nailing it. Episode three zero. Is it 105? 305. 305. Mr. That 305. Mr. Worldwide. Pitbull. Yeah. So listen to that Jeez. episode if you want the full background. But yeah, man. What, what happened you, to Pitbull, by the way? I think he's counting his money, you know. He fucking nailed it. You Have know? you ever seen any of Pitbull's early work and then you compare it? Pitbull used to be able to spit, you know? Yeah, he had some tunes. Pitbull was hard and then it was like. He went where the money was. We are the hotel, motel, holiday. I thought Pitbull's gone, you know? As a money man. Him and Flowrider. Yeah. Flowrider, all that money, never fixed his hairline, just went bald. Um, yeah man <laughs> It's weird isn't it Do you know that man weave Is a thing as well That's Oh uh, my gosh I saw that today I saw that today There's man weave It costs it cost a lot of money To make as well though 1500 I mean that's technically Technology So one way you could Kill time How could is you tell though Because like I'm looking at your hair like, oh, looks like Suspicious Because <laughs> <laughs> it's got waves And that uh, You just need the airpods Yeah Airpods and waves And then it's a yeah, play And, and hair job uh, yeah. But for 15 Is it 1500 quid Or is it 15,000 well, like the I price think it's 1500 So for 1500 quid, if you're balding on top, there is a barber that will super glue an afro to your head yeah. and then shave it afterwards. And yeah. apparently they do it with beards it, as well. It wouldn't be good for my kind of hair, but like... Why wouldn't it work with your hair? Why would I want an afro? <laughs> <laughs> it would be some like weird version of blackface. <laughs> you're going to get me cancelled or something. <laughs> a super tanning session like you go away for three months yeah. tan bed I look like day. Robert Downey Jr. in that film what was it Tropic Thunder Tropical. or whatever it was he looks oh, so weird fuck. no not average you can get any kind of hair can't you you can get any yeah. kind of weave um, slapped onto your head top and it's the glue is thing. mad because they glue it onto your bald head yeah LeBron done it what LeBron got a hair transplant yeah LeBron LeBron's hairline <sighs> Oh yeah, LeBron's LeBron hairline. James. It done, it done, I love how he done a reverse moonwalk. We're talking about like men's hairlines on this podcast. It's great, but um, I mean today, like now, the thing <laughs> yes. is though, women women have been doing this for years, and in the time in this day and age, 2019, it's all about equal rights. So really, should men be being ridiculed for having a hairpiece? And I 100 percent think yes. 100 <laughs> percent. 100 percent. Be bald and proud, man. Yeah, if you're gonna go bald, though, like grow a beard. Yeah, grow don't a beard. be a child in it. Like be, <laughs> like be mature about it. Grow a beard. Like yeah. like shape it up. Yeah, yeah do yeah. all sorts. Like keep your beard looking fresh. Yeah, but don't just go bald and then shave like everything else because then you just look like I know that's weird, unwell. You look a bit unwell if I'm honest. You look like yeah. a um, a Malteser or something. Yeah, that's not cool. That's not cool. Or like I, you know the white chocolate Maltesers. They're weird, bro. Yeah, that's off like those ones, yeah. Do you have strong hairline in your family, though? Do you think? Yeah, we got a good hairline. We just go grey early. Okay, so I've already got a couple of greys coming, but I get a skin fade, so no one really sees it. But you can wear grey well, though. Grey yeah, 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 looks yeah. grey makes you look distinguished. That's what I'm saying. You see yeah. when the grey comes? Yeah. Hey, listen, I, I want it to all come in like one stripe or something. Do you know what I mean? Because mm. if it comes like a bit here, I'll die the rest. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll die the rest great. I mean, I'll, I'll do it like that just to make it look cool. But like a male yeah. storm from X Men. Yeah, there you yeah. go. That's what I'm saying. Like I've got some superpower. Like I was in the lab and then something happened. But um, yeah, well, well, yeah, fuck it. Like I'll, I'll rock the grey. But we got a strong hairline on my on my dad's side, especially. But we just yeah. go, only one of my uncles on my dad's side has gone bald. The rest have still got their hair, even like 60, 70 Like they're just like. Just great. Sticking on. Yeah. They must yeah. rip the uncle that's got no hair, then, didn't it? No, like, no, no. Because the worst thing is younger than a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just mad. But it's yeah. a, but he's like the funniest one out of them. So I think if you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. No point ripping him. Like. He, learned, he learned to cope. That's why yeah, he, yeah, he learned, yeah, he learned yeah. To, to deal the clap. Yeah, he went out. bald from like, when I was, I've seen pictures of him in like uni, like 
Seriously, Paul just gone. I had some mates at uni. Well, like balding. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, one of my friends went bald at like twenty as well. Yeah, went, and he, my mate, went just for the full trimming it all off. Like, so he yeah. had a good beard. I trimmed it all off, and to be fair, he looked fine. I think if if I started losing my hair, which I don't, very low, very low, very not unlike I'm going to lose my, all my hair on the top. I will just trim it all off. Hope that I have a head shape that doesn't look too weird. Doesn't have too do, many do you know what I envisage with you? I mm. reckon you're going to be that dad. As, you're going to put on weight when you're older. Mm-hmm. 100%. Ready like, happening. Old, older, like, <laughs> yeah. and you're going to just be there. Like, you're, like Marcus is just going to be the cool guy, but he's always got like a bit of rum or brandy with him. And he's sitting in a corner and he's like, kids, come around. Let me show you the gadgets we had back in the day. You know what this is? This is a cassette. <laughs> we used to record Chase FM, man. Them kind of things. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I can just see you doing, bro. I, I, it would be a, it's a lovely image. I'm almost there. This <laughs> Christmas, this Christmas is gonna pretty much be me sitting on a couch with a glass of brandy in my hand, looking at some retro films and tech. So yeah, I'm all over that. Right. Anyway, enough about yeah. me, though, bro. <laughs> Let's get um, on to it. We do like to talk about how we've been killing time, right? Yeah. And we always find a way to kill some time, and we talk about it before the show kicks off. Now. Luckily, we're kind of uh, differing opinions at the next thing I'm going to talk about. Before we press record, mm. we played a new game off that. It's not developed by Apple, but it's part of the Apple Arcade uh, setup that they got on the new iOS up- upgrade where you basically pay $4.99 a month and there's loads of games you can download for free within Jeez, that $5.99. So yeah. there's like 100 games at the moment, there'll be loads. One of my favorites was a game called What the Golf. It's a horrible yeah. game. Absolute trash. And <laughs> it's a game for people that don't like golf. So yeah, what was your experience like? I game? thought that was absolute trash. I thought like if you know in a game, right? Like why do so many play, people play FIFA? Because they're shit at football. Yeah, like, even am. though they think, but but you play FIFA because you're like you're living out your dreams in it. Yeah, like I'm. Um, don't don't overcomplicate golf for me in it. Like if you're gonna play, make a game about golf, let me be good at golf in it. Let me channel my inner Tiger Woods. Let me get the little little lines and think like, oh, remember the angles in, in maths that I was doing and stuff. Yeah. Let me bang it in that way. Don't try and like get me to hit like a human being and then kill a cat <laughs> and then whatever. And it's like, oh, it's a golf game. Get the hell out of it. See, I was, I was like the opposite frame of mind. I was like, oh, I hope this isn't like a super like you've got to be specific golf game where I've got to spend 20 minutes getting my right nine iron club. Have I got the right gloves? Have yeah, I got you the right endorsement go deal? With it. Are there it's, games like that out there? Though? Oh, is it? Oh, come on, bro. You know, oh, like right. the train okay. simulators and Yeah, yeah golf no, no, you don't need to do all of that nonsense. Yeah. But just like, let me hit the ball yeah. at a right angle and the right power to get into the, the hole. That's the basics. I like the fact Keep that the one, one level you're hitting a golf ball, another level you're hitting a house. The oven, another level you're hitting the flag at a light. Do you know what that ball. just reminds me of, bro? You know when you were younger and if you lived on a council estate, that's that was all your games. Like you, you find a coke can, yo, it's football. Yes. Like do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, Why you just broken me down, bro? <laughs> <laughs> do you know I mean? I'm like, oh. like you kicked anything yeah. and it's like it became a football match. Like do yeah. you know what I mean? Like uh, so that's why it, it was too close to to the childhood. Okay. All right. <laughs> what? <laughs> you just brought me back, bro. I'm like, yeah, man. Nah, you were a popular a kid in school, weren't you? I wasn't an unpopular kid at school, I would, I'll say. No, nah, I like bet that. you were popular because you're tall and handsome, bruv. You, I bet you got girls from like when you were born, innit? 
I thought you were going to say You know those else. guys, innit? You I know those guys that were just attractive from the moment they were born. There was no need to develop game. It just came. <laughs> like, you just said, I've got no game. I, I like, know, I know got, you said No, it. I said it just <laughs> came. All right, cool. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, it, it was just like, you didn't have to like actually go through trial and error. It just happened. I'll say this. There weren't many like stunners at my school. So, you know, there's a lot. Matter, of, so, there was only a, a select choice. <laughs> and I, I will say this though, like... Uh, this was a bragging point. This isn't for me now, but you know, when I was in year eight, I might have been, you know, talking to the year tens. Okay, right? two, two years. Is okay, a, two years isn't a big Jeez. deal when you're an adult, but when you're when you're at high school, his surname might be Brunzi, but he was going for gold. Hey, yeah, listen, this guy. Hey. <laughs> but yeah, no, when I was in year eight, I was like, I was talking to the year ten girls, and and the hardest thing about that was the guys in their year wanted to beat me up, and they've got like two years puberty on me, man. They okay. were like giants to me. I felt like we were playing Space Jam. I can't imagine. And I was you like short, Bugs though. Bunny. I can't imagine you short. Anyway, where were we? We're, we're <laughs> yeah, we've gone way off the rails. <laughs> yeah. And this is what happens when K Kerr's on the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so what the golf played it. It's not a simulation. It's nothing to do. It is to do with golf, but it's kind of, they've warped it. I liked it. So if you're into games that are kind of tricky and crazy now, I like it. If you're not and you like sim stuff, then I suppose. Is that your favorite you. one on the arcade? So far, yeah. I haven't checked out. I need to. I need to. I'm yeah. quite interested in tech and gadgets, but yeah. games are like a whole. There's one called Assemble, which is super neaky. It's like <laughs> you basically fix broken things. And I loved it. Like you get like a broken cassette player and you get to use a screwdriver, take it apart and fix it. And I was that thinking. That sounds like my kind of thing. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I loved yeah, it, yeah, man. Yeah. It's got like a backstory. So someone will come up to you and be like, oh, I've broken my tape player and it's got like recordings of me and my mom having a good time who isn't around Oh, anymore. and then you have to work out how to fix it. Yeah, you open it. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. That sounds so sick. I wouldn't do, I wouldn't fix it in real life. But like, <laughs> <laughs> in real life, what would you say? In real life, I'd be like, that's get, long, you get know. Get an iPod. <laughs> yes. yeah. I'll just be like, why are you using that? Yeah. But, um, no, that sounds sick. That sounds yeah. sick. That's a game I play. Yeah. All right. Wicked. All yeah. right. Cool. Assemble. All right. We'll put links to that in the show description. But so comedy wise, man, what do you want to talk about first, K? Because I mean, I don't know. You, I mean, I just feel like I got to a stage in my life where I was like, uh, if you're not going to give me anything, I'll well, show don't tell. Mm-hmm. Um, go out there, make your own things. Like I wanted to just start. Like I've always wanted to just create, and then it was just about biting the bullet and just creating rather than waiting for anybody to give you an opportunity. Um, and funnily enough, when you actually create your own stuff and people like it, opportunities arise from that. Mm. So uh, more of a story, quit moaning and get on with it. So when you did that, what was the outcome? Cause so um, I've, I mean, except uh, player. So <laughs> uh, when I did, um, so firstly, I wanted to, I wanted to do a podcast for ages and then, um, me and a couple of me and a few other comedians, we came up with a quotas full podcast, and then that went from strength to strength. We sold out a live show. That's all. Um, we recorded that as well. Um, we'll put out that footage soon as well. Okay. Um, you record, oh, you filmed that too. We filmed Sick. it too. Um, film it. Do you know? I, I might I might show you a draft of the filming. I'd love uh, to see camera. That. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it was an absolutely incredible energy in that thing, and it was it was it was weird. You were like, oh my gosh, like. These people listen to us every week and they've come out pay, paid money to see us live just to chat shit. Mm. And it was it was an incredible feeling. So how we did it as well, we were in the round and we had people around us mm. um, and they were listening to us. So it felt a lot more immersive. So it didn't just feel like, you know, you usually go to a live podcast, they're on a stage or whatever, but we're on a stage all the time doing stand-up. We thought, why don't we have them as part, we're, we're in there in the crowd and they're there with us so it was really cool um 
lots of lots of exciting stuff happening with that as well. And um, I film my own special in April, uh, and I release it in July. Um, and that's, I mean, it's just over nineteen thousand views at the moment on YouTube. Ching. And how did that come about? Like, what was the process? We did. We, did you just write the show and say? <clears throat> so it was. A sh it was a show yeah. that I'd done. I had an hour of show that I'd, I'd taken to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival and whatever. Um, but I really, I really just thought like, you know, like you're seeing Netflix specials and all of these things. And I was like, right, okay, well, I'm not at a stage of my career right now where Netflix are probably going to knock on my door and go, whatever. Like, do you want a special? And I was like, but. I feel like my st my show might be funnier than a lot of the people. No disrespect to anyone, but I felt like I mean name names. <laughs> <laughs> but I felt like it was it was it was funny enough to be on a platform like that. But I, yeah. and, and I was also looking at social trends. I feel like um, a lot of time when you tell people I'm a comedian or I'm in any aspect of work in entertainment, people are like, oh, you're on Instagram or you're on YouTube. And I was thinking to myself. The way I got into comedy was watching people on YouTube. Like I used to watch Chappelle and Chris Rock and all these guys on YouTube. I was like, and now with, with YouTube being where it's at, like it makes even more sense that that would be the first point of call for any young person or like even people my age to go on to, to, to discover comedy. So I was like, I'm going to film a special that's going to be Netflix standard or like, you know, like it could be on TV. So it's going to be in 4k. It's going to be the same sort of setup, but I'm going to do it, but I'm going to put it on YouTube. Because I'll be like that. Because yeah, you won't get the money for it that you probably would do selling it to a TV company or whatever. But one, you own it, and two, it's about the long game. It's the exposure it gives you. It's it's how far it how far it gets shared. I had people tweeting me from Switzerland, uh, Singapore, India, uh, Sweden, Germany, like just places where I was like, I didn't even know like. You guys would like, do you know what I mean? I hadn't know I, it would translate there. So sorry, I didn't know it would translate there, and it was just it was it was mind boggling to me. And I was like, okay, so this is the power of the internet. And the, the great thing is, I can cut up little clips of it, put it on my Instagram and whatever. And it's I own it. I don't have to worry about it. Mm. Well, can I put that up or like, is there a copyright issue with that? Or do you know what I mean? It's yeah. just, it, all of that sort of stuff. It gave me that. So, it gave me so much artistic freedom in, in order to do that. And. Plus, I could do it the way I wanted. So when I when we when I spoke to my management about it, um, probably got some of the best managers uh, people would ask for, and they were like, "Yeah, cool, whatever." They believed in my vision, and they were like, "Right, let, let's let's shoot it." So we done it together, um, and we show it at uh, the comedy club that I, I've I pretty much grown up in, developed, and um, sold that out. And it was like people were starting to take notice. Like you sold that out, and then I sold out the live show show with my with my mates. And it's like, wow. I, and then to the point where like a few weeks ago, I was doing Live at the Apollo. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like, and then that was something that I put on my vision board at the start of the year. Live at the Apollo with, um, I'm shooting my own special and, and I did both of them. And it was, it was it's, it's just, just really weird. But I didn't, ever, I didn't even think Live at the Apollo would happen that quickly. You are, you are very aware that, that because of those two steps, that's what made Love at the Apollo come right at you, though. So, yeah, because opposed to another person who might sit there and say, right, well, I've got some material that's amazing for Live at the Apollo, but they've got no way of proving their concept. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, and the thing is, I mean, um, I think I think now more than ever, uh, not even just shows like Live at the Apollo, but I think TV shows and producers in general are looking at online followings and, and it is becoming a lot more of a thing mm. because obviously... The, the way in which people engage with television has changed. People don't just necessarily watch it live um, 
and you know people may go back and watch it on demand so they are going to gravitate towards people that are skilled as well as having a following so juggling the two is very very important um and and I find it funny when a lot of pe- when a lot of comedians in particular because that's my field are adverse to um embracing online technology and and I always sort of I'm always sort of like do you know I mean? it's like somebody going ah emails <laughs> 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 it's it's never going to take on yeah. the take off it's, it's absolutely ridiculous and uh, but it's like this is you can go direct to consumer now mm. you can go straight to a, to consumer you've got an idea you can film it obviously it requires a bit of investment from your end but what what's better to to you know money can be remade right but the regret of not pursuing an idea or or creating it it's just going to kill you yeah quite literally yeah absolutely and and the money that you've invested and the time you've invested has made return like i've just yeah. like you just said the apollo yeah. but before we get onto the apollo like I'd love to know and I'd love you to talk to our listeners about your style of comedy in your stand-up special because I don't want people to... I don't want to go over that without kind of pointing people towards watching it because it's yeah. fucking hilarious. Right? Thanks, How bro, would you describe it? Someone says, what's your comedy style like, bro? Um, I'd say it's a lot more American in, in, in style. A yeah, lot like more, yeah. K actually uses an American accent throughout the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Give us an example. It's great. It's great. <laughs> hey, how you doing today? <laughs> <laughs> hey, motherfuckers. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, I come out like Def Jam. Go, motherfuck you, man. Hamburg. Hamburg. <laughs> hey, man, what's the deal with the subway, man? <laughs> That's just me for an hour. Um, no, I mean, uh, what, I said, what I mean in American in style is it's very gag heavy where I'm, where I'm trying to be funny. There's a lot of impressions in there and... I sort of try and make points and stuff as well, but try and do it in a way that's accept, uh, accessible. Um, I would say it's just funny, but yeah, it's a lot more American in style um, because a lot of my influences were black American comedians. Um, you know, it was that kind of, like people like Eddie Murphy, Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, and then later on like Bill Burr, maybe a bit of Russell Peters, that kind of thing. It's like all very american like yeah. is yeah that that's the best way i could describe it. it's american style sound that's a, that's the way it was described in a few reviews as well yeah. i still um, feel like you're quite british though like you do cover topics that are very true to yeah home. of course yeah but that but that's just uh by virtue of where i'm from but mm. um I'm, i don't think i'm i'm similar to like uh peter k or do you know what i mean yeah, <laughs> very like, different. or or like yeah. any of the sort of comics that you probably see on tv yeah in this i think you're very london centric but you don't close yourself off from the rest of the UK. If you're from Scotland or Indonesia yeah. or Sweden, like you said, yeah, yeah, yeah. India, you can still connect with what you're saying. Yeah, which I yeah. think it's sick, man. Thank you. Yeah. I think, I think you're, you're kind of, it's, it's solid comedy. If you like classic comedy, but if you're like a, somebody who's part of the new wave Instagram vibe, you've still got energy in there that will kind yeah, of, yeah. As well. well, I mean, also I think like th- there's a lot of people that like to sort of tell stories and stuff. And, um, uh, I I don't really like doing like long stories and stuff. I like doing bits that can go, you know, that people go laugh, laugh, mm. laugh, laugh. I mean, it's great if you have like long bits and stuff and you can get the punchline that pays off. But I just like seeing people laugh mm. consistently rather than, man, I'm going to tell a 10 minute story. And after this story, <laughs> that laugh, you're going to laugh. Oh, my God. That's pressure, though. That's and I reckon we can see that from you in the future. I reckon. I reckon. We'll get yeah. Once I get like old and start being like, yeah. ah. Okay, let me give you the fucking yeah. truth. Before End up like, my dick <laughs> hairs were grey. <laughs> End up like George yeah. Carlin or something and just 
telling telling fucking giving lectures Mad at the end stories, towards yeah. my end of my career or back something. when we was in Europe <laughs> yeah. yeah back in the old days when we were in the EU yeah. it was, it was yeah. great we had regulations on our food <laughs> no it's none of this pink sign bullshit we get so live at the Apollo how much of, of the content that I thought you were going to say how much did you get paid yeah yeah straight up let's put it out there well I did use um, material from our special in there and, and the way the reason I did that was because it's a new audience it's uh, you're going to be seeing things like this you get the Apollo's like shown all across the world in Australia and mm. and, and on, on planes New Zealand like I think even America like on BBC Worldwide so it, and, and when I was in that when I was doing it like the audience that came out to see that was like nobody had ever seen me before so it, it, I was like, let me just give them the try and test it. So obviously when they see that, they're like, oh, what's this? And then they can go and Google me or whatever and, and then see, oh, okay, wow, he's got a whole thing on there as well. And yeah. yeah. How was it though? Oh my God, man. Like, you know when people say it's a dream come true, it's like, it's it's usually, it's usually very cliche, right? But someone found a tweet of me in 2011 saying, and this was before I'd even started stand-up, saying I'll be on Live at the Apollo one day. And to see that tweet, I was like, "Oh shit!" Like I've, I've actually wanted. But do you know what's so crazy? Like when you get there and you're and you're looking at it and everything, and you're like, "Wow, this is this is a show!" Like mm. it's all over so quickly. Yeah. And when people tell you to to enjoy the moment and stay stay in a moment, it's it's um, it, you don't really like understand it until you're like you get to a point like that where you're like, "Oh my god!" Like to suck everything in because mm. it's literally over in in a few hours mm. and yeah so i was there i was looking around at everything like the seats empty and then i was, I was like oh right, i can't believe it. i it, i couldn't believe i was doing it even when i was doing it nice. like it was like like even while i was on stage i was like it's like yeah i don't feel like do you know what i mean it it, it, it was weird because it, it just felt like another gig and then the next night i was doing a uni gig so uh, <laughs> In a, in a uni SU and yeah. um, it was just back down to reality it was yeah. like okay yeah we don't give a fuck who you are <laughs> keep you nice and level I guess like last time you came on the show and on Twitter you've always cracked jokes about your parents saying that they think comedy is a phase for you right now yeah yeah, yeah. when you drop the bomb family Bro, I'm on you wanna BBC know, you wanna know my, my parents really didn't give a shit <laughs> <laughs> like I hung up, I hung a picture of of um, <laughs> of myself up at the Apollo at home. Yeah, <laughs> walked by it. <laughs> my dad walked by it. He didn't even realize. I was like, and my brother was like, "Oh, have you seen pictures?" Like, huh? Oh yeah, it's nice. <laughs> I was like, oh, "Great, great, great." But do you know what? Like that's that's parents isn't keeping it? Like, you grounded. Yeah, yeah. So even if they are proud of you, I think. A lot of old school parents probably won't ever really go, yeah, yeah, I'm really proud of you. They'll just be like, yeah, whatever. But they'll tell their friends they are. Oh, yeah. My mum was like, well done. Uh, and my dad was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, well done. But it was, I, I don't think they actually understand the gravitas of it or whatever. And they're just like, my mum was like, what? So does this mean you're famous? And I was like, no, not, not yet. <laughs> so, well, so. Get famous quick so I can start bragging. All right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's sick, man. So live at the Apollo. And what's next for you now then, man? Because you've got. You know, you've done the live show, which you filmed, you've done live at the Apollo. Like, what, what, what are you thinking next? What do you want to manifest next? Uh, do you know what? I really want to, I want to go on tour hopefully next year, uh, try and do something about that. Um, 
but uh, nothing's set in stone yet. But um, hopefully, but I want to write a new show, um, and I think maybe I think the next goal for me would be to get it on one of those platforms. Mm. Um, mm. Get the bag. Get the bag. <laughs> <laughs> no, get uh, the do check. you know what? I just um, I do want to get. I do. I do want to write a new show, and I want to be better than the last one. Yeah. I obviously want to uh, continuously do better. Um, but I think even the way in which we 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 given the lane I've created for myself, I don't think I need to be as rigid as other comics are in terms of like I'm going to do an hour this year, I'm going to do an hour that. If I fancy putting out ten minutes, I could put out ten minutes. If it's well shot, I could put out yeah whatever I want really because I've sort of created a lane for myself where it's like I don't need to exist within that sort of ecosystem that you've created, and I can just have fun with it mm. and i think when i started like deconstructing the way you're taught to do things in the industry and i just started having fun again everything started going a lot better because it was like oh oh yeah i got into this because i just wanted to make people laugh man mm. like, i didn't i didn't get into this because like oh you need to do this and Fuck that, man. I'll just go on stage and just whatever comes to me, like I'm going to do today. The, the funniest thing is, was after I was doing my, spe after I'd recorded my special and I was going back on stage and I had nothing, like I, I had no material left, left mm. in it. Like, so I was like, I was, I was trying to, oh, don't do all jokes in it. Don't do all jokes. Like, you've recorded that in it. And you were going on stage and you were like, right, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, crowd work. <laughs> So is everyone having a good time tonight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 20 minutes of crowd work, like, going at yeah. it. But it was like, I remember doing um, Mo Gilligan runs a night that he does, Mo Gilligan and Friends. He does that um, at Up the Creek, funnily enough. And I just, I went on stage that night. He only wanted me to do a 10-minute slot. And I went on stage and I just, the whole front row, immediately as I got on stage, I was just picking up <laughs> each one, one by one, and just ripping into them. And, like everyone was just going crazy at each one and then there was this Colombian guy there and then I just started zoning in on him and then it was just it it went from like one to another and it, it was just magical and I was like I never felt so free um in a while and I was like oh, okay like yeah this is this is this is the way to go just have fun with it but I mean I want to get into more acting I want to hopefully write a sitcom I want to um uh I want. I just want to do do a lot of things, man. But I, I just like creating, and I've realised that, man. I like I like having ideas and and following through with them. Like I come up with a lot of ideas. Sometimes not even just for myself, but for other people. Like I'll be like, oh, do you know what you should do? And and I think, I think, I think in in terms of my long term future, I think I will get into to a stage where I might help other people with their careers. Nice. I nice. think that's probably an angle I would go into, like where it will be like finding a direction for people and being like, like say for example, I'm like, Marcus, I see something in you. I want to help you get to the next level or whatever. And it'll be like, how can I, how can I facilitate that? And that's something that I'm really looking forward to as well. When I want to do my five minute bit of comedy, I'll give you a shout. Would you do comedy? I'd have, I'll give it a go. It's a great challenge. Why not? I might even be funny. Who knows? You Fuck are it. quite funny, but I it's think a different kind of funny though. Yeah, bro. you are comedy, quite funny. Comedy is a different funny. But, uh, it, it depends, I think, what kind of Marcus Bronzy you want to be on stage. Just be myself, I guess. That's the easiest way, isn't it? Yeah. Is it not? I but would know. you swear? Yeah, why not? You, okay. Okay. Because oh. your brand's quite clean cut and stuff. That's what I'm saying. I, I want to know if there's a darker side to you. <laughs> it's Bro, just like you're talking to the guy that was with your tens, yeah? <laughs> why he was in your eight. But that's what I mean. You like, can get dark. <laughs> okay. All right. 
<laughs> yeah, I swear. Do I come across as clean cut? Thank you very much. I like that. As in, like, yeah, yeah. You do. You, you're very polite and yeah, but being polite. Yeah, all right. I'll take that. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, a compliment. Yeah. But yeah, I think I'll be. Up I don't. For that. I don't think like I can't see you going on stage and going, look at this dickhead. <laughs> Not even just that, but more like taking it to the edge. You know, when people go, ooh, like you're allowed to say that. Really? I don't think you, I don't, I can't see you doing that. Maybe that's the challenge then. But not going into it so overzealously and killing my career before I've even started. Like going yeah, in and just yeah, saying. Yeah, and I see certain open micers trying to be Frankie Boyle. I'm like, bro. Don't do I it. Just, don't do it. You're, you're, not, you're not that guy yet. Like you yeah. need to build up a bit of a reputation. Yeah, I don't think I could come in and like start trying to negotiate like trans situations the way David Chappelle did in his last sort of. David like, Chappelle. <laughs> 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 well done. Why did you make him sound like some 18th century David writer? David Chappelle. The legend. David, David Chappelle. David Chappelle. Did you see? Yeah. Um, speaking of <laughs> David Chappelle. Um, but you are already helping your peers as well because. I don't know if it's as, as known as it should be, but you do a lot of writing for TV, like loads of writing for TV. Well, I wouldn't say loads. All of the yeah. TV that you watch is written by Kay Curd. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, I've written on a couple of shows, but um, like I helped uh, on Tez Ilias's show on Channel 4 called The Tez O'Clock Show. Yeah. Um, and one of the sketches I wrote went viral. So not bragging. But, um, <laughs> it, it, it was a Love Island sketch. Um, we did like a... It was it, we did like what would happen if um because because he, he's Pakistani, um and his show had like little sketches about like um Pakistani culture and stuff like that. There was a there was a segment on it called the Pakistani Broadcasting um, Corporation. So I was like, what would happen if 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 they created Love Island? What would that look like? Yeah, and I was like, it w it wouldn't be any contestants in there. It would just be the mothers <laughs> <laughs> in the villa. <laughs> and then they, him and the producer started laughing and I, I was like right yeah we should just do that trust me we'll go viral we'll go mm. viral and they were like none of them watched Love Island didn't it and they were like ah, I don't know alright cool whatever and then I, I wrote out like the outline of it and whatever like later on like obviously other people like contributed to it but whatever and then when it went out it was like it went on every meme page imaginable mm. like it went on like I'm just bait Young Kings TV, Urban TV, all of these little Instagram meme pages. And it got like over 500k on each one. And like, I was just like, this is crazy. But it was such a, it was so fun because it was like, for me, that was something that I wasn't even in. Like I was, like I was nowhere near the shooting. I did the voiceover for it though. Like I did the, um, I did an impression of Ian Sterling on there. Uh, like. Welcome back to What's Love Got To Do With The Island? Let's meet the Islanders. Mothers of hapless singletons trying to reach their children's marriages. My name is Mrs. Ahmad. My daughter Sophia is 24. She's a dental nurse. Uh, very sweet girl, very sweet. And I just want to find a nice boy for her, you know, someone who'll put her in her place and not let her be tortured by Western ideals. Of course, Mrs. Ahmed, because we don't want radical ideas like equality seeping through society. And, um... <laughs> <laughs> Shout uncle. out to Siri. Michael watch Ken. I don't understand. Lovely. I uh, don't understand Ian Sterling. Um, yeah, and it, but it's like it was so funny. Like to, it, I think it's a growth within myself as well to to see something go well where you're not the star of it. 
Do you see where I'm coming mm -hmm. from? Where it's like you're you're sort of like behind the scenes about it, and it's great. Yeah. But that was a great show, um, and I, it was great fun to do that. And I wrote a bit on Don't Hate, like the first series of Don't Hate the Players as well. Yeah, um, couple ghostwriting raps and that, like you know, I didn't ever think I'd be a rapper, but there you go, ladies. And gentlemen. Out here doing the Quentins. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'd love to write a lot more on TV shows, but I, I think I want to. Hopefully, I mean, the next step will be like a sitcom or something for myself. Yeah. Um, um, and I and I really want to, I really want a sitcom where I've got freedom to do what I want. So I don't know whether it's, I think it will be fun when I when I get to a stage where people are like, well, I, we just want we just want we just want to work with you kind of thing. Mm. And then they give you enough freedom to to do what you want rather than try and shoehorn you into their particular way of thinking. And, I think once I'm afforded the same sort of freedom like somebody like Donald Glover was on Atlanta, then I can create something that I'll really be proud of. Like, here's the budget. Go. Do, as, do, do whatever you want. Yeah. yeah, just go. Yeah. And then that would that would be ideal to me. Yeah. I think that will come with the more stuff that you create and yeah. prove yourself with, that's going to come. Someone's going to come yeah. along with that check and then you can be like, great. I can make it for about 5% of what you're giving me. Take the rest. <laughs> <Yeah>. Profit. <laughs> no, man, I think like, I'm big sorry, on... Sorry, 99. Yeah. Sorry, I'm big, I'm yeah. big on yeah. collaboration. All right, cool, right? Cool. I think a lot of people are very precious about ideas as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, no, this is my idea, man. Like, where should... But I'm like, I'm I'm always like, yo, like this, this is going to be better if there's a bunch of us doing this. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we may not make as much... I, may, I personally might not make as much money... But if I hire you and if I hire Billy, for example, and we're doing it together, one, you're not as lonely. And two, you can have fun while you're making the thing as well. Uh, and it's going to be better because the energy you've got, you you might know, like when you're when you're filming something, when it's by yourself, it's a bit like, oh, God, like, mm. all right. Like, do you know what I mean? Like very self-conscious or whatever. But when you're with somebody else and you're bouncing off their energy and they're bouncing off you, and then you just come up with things sometimes without even realizing it. You'd be like, oh, do you know what would be funny if mm -hmm. we did that? And I think those moments are lost when people are so focused on, no, I've got to do it by myself. I'm going to rate it. I'm going to star in it. I'm going to do everything. It's going to be me. Like, it's just like, bro, man, like, just give somebody else a chance as well. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, I think people respect you more as well and you you have a better legacy. Um, and also in this day and age, even for promotional reasons, like the more people you have involved, the more people see it. You see something like Top Boy, look how many people were involved with that. And how 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 widespread it was because it's like oh this guy this guy that person she's in it look have you seen the soundtrack so everybody was a part of it and and it and everybody felt invested in it enough to promote it mm. which is why it became a global hit yeah. this time around on netflix yeah and do you think we're getting more of that in the comedy scene in the uk then um uh <laughs> hard to say i think I mean, I, I'm I'm big on it. I'm I'm always working with different people, and I'm always up for it. But um, I, I I I wouldn't say we see that sort of like on mainstream TV or anything like that. Mm. No, I don't. Right. I don't. I don't. Here's they, some people more do that. podcasts and stuff yeah. together, but I think podcasts are a bit of an easy one. We like a lot of people just want guests, <laughs> like so um, that one is. But when it's creating like actual things, I think we need more of it. But because mm. you look at American writers' rooms, there's like 20 writers in there sometimes. Oh, they don't mess around. Like, it's yeah. like the more the merrier. Literally, there's yeah. so much content out there people don't But realize. people always go, oh, yeah, they've got bigger budgets and whatever. And it's just like, fair enough, but... It works. It, it, yeah. yeah it, I mean, if, if you... All it takes is one person to do that. 
and for <laughs> for the show to become a worldwide hit and then more people will be like do you know what we should do the same thing yeah and then it will it will snowball but because we've had things like only fools and horses in the past where it was like written by like one person or like and it had like an additional couple of people helping out here and there people think you can just have it's like bro that's not going to happen <laughs> again do you know what i mean you're not going to yeah. get things like that happening it, but um there are a couple of little shows here and there. i think stathlet's flats is fucking awesome mm. i think that show is hilarious um uh, but again, yeah, you don't. We don't see too many sitcoms that really like do that well anymore. I know, like, I think the format's just it either needs a big refresh or we just need to adapt it to to that Netflix market. Do you know what I mean? That on demand market. I think, I think that that like you said, that only fools and horses format works, but worked then. But now, if I was to see something like that, that was that stiff. With gags like that, I don't know. It, it, I think it needs it needs someone oh, like yourself man, you to can't take be it. Talking shit about only fools. No, I think it's great. It's great, oh, okay, but if cool, that was cool. to come out today, oh, of course, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But it's like Fresh Prince. No, it's I think that. that's that's the exception to the rule. <laughs> that's amazing today. I, when I watched that today, but that might be because I watched it. When yeah, I was young, but, but I watched it when I was young as well. But young people saying, watch it today. I, I, yeah, that would be a good litmus test actually for any of these sitcoms. If young people today still watch it and go right, because there's a lot of people that are saying Friends is shit now. I've heard a lot of a lot of comedians actually say that Friends was atrocious, and I'm like, that was one of the highest. Listen, I'm not going to talk shit ever. about you anything can't. that like smashed did it well like and it, it smashed mm. it in its time like that, right? Well, I mean, I will talk shit about some things if it were racist or whatever. For yeah, example, but or maybe yeah. R. Kelly. We'll talk shit about <laughs> yeah. him. Yeah, but um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're going to listen to ignition. You're yeah. not going to turn it off. Are yeah, you? but I mean, I might step in the name <laughs> of love sometimes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, I can't listen to Vibe. <laughs> what? I'm checking. If somebody, if somebody, if you're at dinner and somebody's really going in about R. Kelly yeah, or some kind of, or, or, or somebody who's been caught out a celebrity, if you hit them with a line like that, All it's right. so great triggering them. <laughs> Sitting there pushing the button. No, but Michael Jackson's the big one. Yeah. Because, <laughs> and I've got a bit about the Michael Jackson for all now. But I just feel like, no one's not going to listen to Michael Jackson, in it. No, it, like it, everyone's going to continue to listen to Michael Jackson. Hundred, he's uncancelable. Like it's 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 unfortunate, but like if what? you do plan on touching kids, be talented. What if it? <laughs> no, but don't don't just no, don't, no, don't just don't I'm just don't, not, don't I'm not justifying touching the kids. Be talented at touching the kids, or no, be talented, be talented in, in, outside. In, yeah, okay, because, cool. because right, just you'll get cancelled, but your art won't, in it, but. But what but, if do you think if a video drops like I'm an arcade around by the way this is all humor jokes comedy ha -ha. podcast haha -ha. if if <laughs> tech podcast if, <laughs> yeah. if they had the technology to bring back no if they had a a video of Michael Jackson that was as damning as R Kelly do you think he could still survive um if there was a video and he's like hey come over here have you seen the video for thriller <laughs> I don't think it's as good as everyone says it is I'll be honest with you um do you know what? I think, firstly, <laughs> if there was like a blurry video of anybody, yeah. you could possibly say it was Michael Jackson, just at different periods of his life. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of looks to go on. Isn't That's it? what I'm saying. Yeah, right, yeah, so it's yeah. just like, it could, be, it could be Michael from any point in time. I'm just saying, like, what would it take to cancel Michael? What, what if would there it were, take? I think if there was literally footage of him rubbing his cock on a camera and even... Even then, people would still be like, 
How old was the I camera though? I rock with you. <laughs> yeah. Home night, dance the night away. But I mean, the clues were there, man. That guy was literally singing Pretty Young Thing. Wow. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> but yeah, a bit in case stand I up. want to yeah. love you, PYT, Pretty Young Thing. I want to give you love and care. And uh, I don't know the rest of the words, but, you know, and so on and so forth. <laughs> so it would take a video to cancel Michael. Then. I don't even know happen. if the video would do it, like a recording or whatever. But I mean, we, we, we talk all about all of that sort of stuff. There were certain Hollywood producers that allegedly did a lot of this stuff and people had just forgotten about them. But there was like recordings and stuff of those guys. And yeah, they're still pretty much working. It's mad. It's mad. Kevin Spacey's still working, ain't he? Now he got, he got, didn't he get booted off um, House of Cards? I've yeah, not seen him. I've not seen like, him around since. He's probably doing like a play or two here and there. Like, wasn't he at some award ceremony recently? Like, presented. Yeah, Teen Awards. <laughs> That's funny. See, there you go. Stand edgy. up. Edgy. There we go. One joke in the can. <laughs> I've got five seconds of stand up. Yes. You Thank you. Good night. You could do it, bro. Actually, yeah. Um, so you're um, pretty good mates with Moda Comedian. You mentioned him a couple of times. You guys went to Fringe together, right? right? I'm thinking that, yeah. Oh, yeah. We went to the Fringe Festival in 2015 and we'd done a little double hander. I did half an hour. He did half an hour. And uh, we went for the last 10 days and we were, <laughs> we were trying to flyer and put our posters up everywhere and... It was like, oh my God, it was such a struggle back then. Mm. Trying to get people into your show. It was like midday. And at a Fringe Festival, people are still waking up at midday. <laughs> like, who who wants to go to a comedy show at midday? What kind of crowd were you getting in oh at midday? Oh my gosh, it was weird, man. Japanese tourists, like some locals, like just, it would be a mixed bag of people. Um <laughs> it was just, yeah, it was just a really weird sh weird vibe a lot of the time. Oh, have I unplugged something back? So. Ah, you're right, mate. You're good. Um, yeah, it was just a really, really weird <laughs> group of people a lot of the time. They were nice people, obviously, they came to our show, so mm. it was good. But um, we would ask for, like, a bucket collection at the end, and I remember we would always be, like, we didn't have a, m that much money at the time, and we were like, oh, fucking hell, man, can we buy lunch with this? Or we're going to have to, like, <laughs> dip into our actual bank accounts and stuff <laughs> like And um, I remember one day the guy gave, someone gave five euros, and we were looking at each other like, who takes these five euros, though? <laughs> <laughs> who takes the five euros? No, 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 because that's three pounds. Yeah. No, if I give you three pounds, you, can I take the five euros? So, um, it's fun, but it's fun, because it was, I tweeted about this as well, because it took, we took a picture there of him next to one of the posters and I took one as well but within four years and a day to that picture when that picture was taken he announced a Netflix special there you go so it was just it was so surreal because mm. it was so weird on my on this day feature on iPhone you know in your photos yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like it came up with that picture and I was See. like shit like because I literally just like and, and it was like he was uh, he um he, he was he was announcing it and I was like fucking hell like that is mad and that's that's one time where I was like you know when you're looking at a feature in your phone mm. or or and you're like yo iOS twelve point nine or whatever it's <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> you did your thing bro yeah <laughs> Jay, respect that was sick that was sick so, good algorithms yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I was I I really like that I mean I'm I I actually like this the on on this day features on a lot of these um, yeah. platforms now I think. Um, if you're good with tech and you're backing up your stuff regularly, 
Uh, nice. It provides you some great moments. Nice way of tying it into tech. Thank you very much. Nice um, right, so I'm big on tech, by the way. Like I really, I really want to do a whole show about tech. We're here, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As in, yeah, what, like yeah. TV, radio, podcast. What do you want to do? No, even doing stand up about it. It'll be weird, like, but That's I don't know. Right. I'll, I'll find a way. But yeah, I, I really want to get into tech because I because I see like, oh, who's that guy, Marcus Brownlee? Yes, Marcus He's Brownlee, MBKHD. He is killing it, bro. Yeah. Always with a red camera and stuff, like. Yeah. But yeah, no, no, yeah. Yourself, obviously, like Another Marcus. I see Marcus Brownsy. Yeah. <laughs> I see. I see the stuff you do. Like I saw you in a car, like driving around. Um, was it some muddy fields or something? Oh, when I drove to Le Mans in the Ford Mustang, bro. Or I was, was so jealous. I was so happy for you because I was like. That's sick what he's doing, but I was like, oh my god, that is such a getting paid to do that stuff. That's sick. You know what? It's nice being the dickhead with the super loud car for once, yeah. <laughs> driving around, and that's what that's people. what they what what they've asked you to do essentially. Yeah, 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 pretty much. Hey, would you mind driving around this ridiculously large V eight five liter engine? And that, my first my first answer was climate who's, change. Who's <laughs> gonna pay for? Whoops. Uh, yeah, who's gonna pay for petrol? <laughs> that was my first question because yeah. I'm like, bruv, this car's like hundred and twenty pound to fill up a tank. Really? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that was that was a big. Uh, but What's yeah, we've the got best piece of tech you've 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 uh, reviewed? You know what? That's a hard one because it it depends. Okay, what this year. For. Um, I've got to say one of my favorite pieces of tech has got to be the DJI Osmo Pocket because it's a little that gimbal. Sick. That is sick, and it's like the size of a Mars bar after the sugar level. Sorry, I fucked up the levels. Bar. I was shouting like that is sick. That's all right. Yeah, and it's just like a gimbal. You can do time lapses with it. You can do photos with it. You can shoot stuff with it, and it literally fits in your pocket. I've got a DJI Osmo too. Sick. With, uh, but you you have to put your phone on it and stuff, mm -hmm, and with mm -hmm. a DJI app. But like the the tracking on that is yeah. flipping incredible. But um, but imagine you can just leave your phone yeah. in your pocket, or you can actually connect your phone to the um Osmo. Yeah, pocket, I've seen it. Yeah, and it just works. It's sick. So right, anyway, K Cloud, thank you for coming on the show. Before Thanks we let you me. go, uh, we've put together a new little game that we're going to play with each of our Ooh. guests. It's going to be fact or fiction, fact okay. or bullcrap. For this, we're going to call it curd or turd. Mud. Love right. it. So, inside the we're going to ask you, we're going to pick a topic for you, okay. which is related to you very loosely. In fact, we stretch this beyond measure to get it there. So, bear with me. Right. So, for this game of Curd or Turd, yes. we're going to give you some facts about Curd, right? Not K U R D, because that K Curd from your Kurdish background, I presume, yeah. right? Yeah. But about the actual food called Curd. Oh, right? as in like curds of whey there Jeez. you go there you go yeah that's it yeah yeah so we're going to talk about curd right so i'm going to give you a few facts and you've got to tell me whether it's okay curd or turd we even got sound effects as well if if, if, <laughs> if, if it's if it's curd if it's correct then we've got the ping and if it's turd wrong we've got the pretty generic yeah real Which, what should we have had curd I, or <laughs> yeah <laughs> i that. thought it would be something like that like it would just be me going inside or something <laughs> Should we, do, should we do that? All right, you can pick. If it's, if it's curd, what is it going to be then? Inside. And if it's wrong, if it's turd, what are you going to say? Allowed it. Okay, cool. <laughs> so just to clarify, for a curd, it's going to be... Inside. And for a turd, it's going to be... Allowed it. Right, so fact number one, right? So we're going to talk about... And there's no music. Cue the music. Oh, yes. Okay. Cheesy as shit. All right. So fact number one. 
Cheesy, okay. You see what I did? Fact number one, curd can heal sunburns. Whilst aloe vera might be the best, one of the best remedies for sunburns, it's not always readily available or cheap. In such cases, curd is the next best alternative because applying it over sunburns will instantly ease pain, cool down the area and reduce the redness. In fact, for best results, you should apply curd at least four to five times over your sunburns but until it goes away. Allow that. <laughs> allow that. So you're going to call that a turd That's then, yeah? a turd That's a turd Inside Oh that's true It's true Who the fuck's putting cheese and shit over themselves bro? Four to five times a day yeah. Get the fuck out of here man <laughs> That's why people end up like Buying holidays from Thomas Cook And then they're surprised like Inside It goes down under The place ain't been at all protected since 2015 <laughs> Inside Deserve every bit of strandedness you get Curd or turd number two There's a curd festival Every year in Somerset Every year people Flock to Somerset To create the best curd In a curd congeal-off Similar to the Great British Bake Off Where the, where there's a panel of judges Including I, you know what, this, Descendants of Curtis Cunningham Yeah go on Yeah this, yeah. Is, this, is, this is true isn't it Creator of curd <laughs> This is curd They test the curd By sampling a bit of it Swigging it around in their mouths And spitting it out Testing it for taste Sweetness and congeniality I'm gonna say that's true Yeah that's that's curd I love that Fucking mad bro I love that I love that It's actually false But that's, that sounds pretty convincing That sounded like I was uh, Cause Somerset We've got the big congeal off <laughs> Yeah <laughs> oh, every year it comes in. We've got Curtis Cunningham's yeah. granddaughter. She's going to be here. It's going to be wonderful. Someone's going to write in and be like, you fuckers, it's true. We have that with cider. Curdle turd. It's a great stress buster. Cortisol doesn't just make you fat. It also increases your stress levels. That's why... Having curd every day is a great great way of keeping your head calm because it's capable of reducing your body's circulating cortisol levels. Is that curd? Inside. Or is it turd? I love that. I should know this. But do you know what? A lot of a lot of like Middle Easterners and Greek people have like yogurt for breakfast and stuff. True. And they're all best stressed and angry. Your <laughs> <laughs> economy's got to shit. <laughs> it's wars all over the place. I'm gonna say it's it's uh false. Yeah, it's turd. Inside. For fuck's sake, man. <laughs> hey, that's a lie. I'm giving you like hardcore proof <laughs> that people that have any sort of lactose based products you know what lactose was uh, one of the things we were going to talk about right yeah but i thought you might be too clued up on it because you are quite wise <laughs> when it comes to stuff like this right are you ready for your final one we'll, do, we'll do one more Let's we've got go. loads of these but we'll do one oh more, right? man i could go i could do this all day curd or turd it improves your sexual health curd that's, is a that's natural false. aphrodisiac that's fucking turd bruv <laughs> ain't nobody had some cheese and gone i feel horny bruv <laughs> Yeah, no, you've never had you've the, never had some cheese strings and gone, babe. I'm gonna fuck the shit out of you tonight. Like, like is there a <laughs> no se- girl comes home after like a ice cream and goes, yeah, you're gonna get it, big boy. Like, it's it's not happening. Is bro. there a sexy cheese out there? What is the sexiest cheese? What would be a sexy cheese? There like, is no sexy a, a cheese. Phil- I'd lick a Philadelphia off a nipple. That would be good. Is that count? Jesus Christ? <laughs> 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 this guy, man, um, Philadelphia off a nipple. I'd lick Philadelphia off a nipple. Yeah. Okay. Put that on my gravestone. Okay. A Philadelphia of a nipple, that is mad. Um just like a not like a full teaspoon, just like a little bit of it. But salmon usually goes with a cream cheese bagel. I'm not eating a bit of salmon and cream cheese off a nipple. So, curd, improving your sexual health. Well, it's a natural aphrodisiac, but it also affects the, but its effects on your sexuality are not just restricted to enhancing your libido and stamina. It, in fact, also has the ability to reproduce, to reduce impotence, sorry, and increase the volume of semen produced. <laughs> <laughs>
Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Increase the amount of semen. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, like, all that's going to do is make you like have have like semen that, that looks like cheese. That is yeah. a sexy cheese. Like, man. That's like a sexy cheese. Curdled, sex curdled semen. Like, it's not going to come out like, like guns. Like, poosh, it's going to be like... It'll be like a dribble. That's nasty, man. No, I don't... Nah, man. So that's down as... Right, so that is actually... Inside. What? So what? You can have cheese. Cheese makes you horny. Curd. Curd. Curd isn't just any cheese. Curd, man. Nah, man. That's, <laughs> this right. is nonsense, bruv. Should we give you... Should we give you Where one? is the fact for that, bruv? Now, where's your source? <laughs> I want to see your bibliography. We will give Where? you the link. We'll give you the link to Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to see your bibliography now, bro. We'll give you the link. So, where's your citations? We'll I want to give you see. the link. We'll give you the link. All right, cool. Here's, here's one more, right? Are you ready for this? Do you want one more? Yeah, go All on, right, man. Cool. Last one, last one. Fucking vexing me. <laughs> Andy Joshua, yeah, Anthony Joshua, is one of a number of high-profile athletes that consumes vast quantities of curds throughout their training camp. It provides him with energy and slow intake proteins, vitamins, and nutrients he needs. Oh. <laughs> He looks like he eats anything, innit? Like, he looks like he was just born with a six-pack, though. He looks like, I mean, the Nige genes in him are strong. He looks like he could just eat yams and he would just, his six-pack yeah. would just grow. there was a picture of him, like, when he started boxing at 17 and the guys, I was like, how do I get to the before? Like, yeah. That, that looks good. How does your before look like <laughs> afters? Yeah, yeah. 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 Let, let, let me get to that level. But, yeah. um, yeah, go on true, man. Curd. I love that. For fuck's sake, bro. Everything I was, was the other. Order. I was going to say, the only, f- only fight that he didn't have is 50 grams of curd. If every training session was that Andy Ruiz Jr. one, but I thought that would have been a bit too late for you. No, nah, yeah, yeah. Um it looked like it looked like Andy Ruiz was having a lot of Yeah. A lot of that. He looks like he's a lot of, Yeah, that was it. Curd or turd. Thank you for taking part in that game. Yeah, How I was that for in, you? I, I lost that was as bad as a golf game. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Um it's glad to play a game that's gonna guarantee that you never fucking come back on the show again. You're like, no, I'll Fuck come back. Show, bro. I'll definitely come back here, man. Next time, let me just review review a camera or something, innit? Yeah, okay, cool. No problem. We've got some tech. <laughs> We've got some tech that we can send what, you to have a look at. What's that VR? Let me, let me watch the VR shit. You have a like, VR, man. Fuck this shit. Yeah. Um, no, thanks for coming on the show. We'll put thanks links to uh, the stand-up show that you've got out. We'll put links to live at the Sorry, I've just noticed a shoe in the studio, and I want to know whose that is. It's a slipper. It's not that a, is a mad... It's a granddad slipper. That is a mad shoe. That, it's, that it's shoe, a granddad slipper. That's, not, that's, that's spelled S-H-E-W. That's, that's one of those It's ones. a granddad it's, slipper. The early yeah, bird nasty, bro. catches the worm. Okay, you look like you're about to, to pick out Dot Cotton in a crowd and just... I do look like someone Dot Cotton would wear. They're, anyway. my, they're my slippers. Anyway, yeah. Studio Check out Curd Your, Curd Your Enthusiasm on YouTube. Curd Your Enthusiasm and also on all the socials as well. Yeah, please. K-Curd, K-A-E-K-U-R-D. Just type in K-A-E-K-U-R-D on cool. any social network you're on. Yeah. Uh, Hinge, Raya, Tinder. Um, what else am I on? No, I'm not on any of them anymore. I'm joking, but I Bumble. was at one point. I was at one point. What was the best out of all those? Raya was all right because everybody had blue ticks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm what joking. elitist! No, um, it was. It was. Nah. Do you know what it was? It was just. It was just fun to have for like ten minutes, and then you just like I ain't gonna talk to anybody on this anyway. Are you old school? Do you prefer like the art of the chirps? I don't. Do you know what I don't like? Do you know what I find really weird about dating apps? Right, is girls always say in their dating profiles like, "Oh yeah, like." Don't come at me with something that's more interesting than hey or hi. But when it's like with Bumble, for example, the girl has to make the move. What's their first move? Hey. hey. Hi. 
how are you doing have you got a male toupee have you got a male weave <laughs> it's yeah so yeah. just please like yeah glass houses and all of that so when they're hitting you up what would you want them to say what would be a good line have you had any good lines yeah i have had good lines someone's mm. like noticed something about me and my instagram page or like one of my photos or whatever and they've said something funny and i've been like yeah keeper yeah or at least yeah. let, him, let him get past uh, level but i'm one. like yeah that's a that's that's <clears throat> you got banter in it like yeah yeah, I hear that. Got banter in it. Like, I love it. I love it. Like, good chat. You know what I mean? Like, it's great. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, <laughs> nah, you're fucking funny, bro. Thanks <laughs> for coming on the show. Uh, also, the Quotas me. Full podcast as well. Absolutely. Um, absolutely smashing podcast. I love listening to it. If you think Curd is out there by himself, when you put him in a room full of a bunch of his peers, you guys really come up with some cool shit, man. Yeah, I mean... Ask I, I, your dad! It's <laughs> <laughs> one of the best memes that's come out of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's just... It's nice because... There's a balance of informative discussion yeah. as well as like uh, funniness. Like anytime it gets a bit too serious, somebody will come out with something and it just brings the tone right back down yeah. Yeah. to where it needs to be. Absolutely. Yeah, man. All right. Thanks for coming on the show. Plenty of Thank ways you. to kill some time out there. You can find me, Marcus Bronzy, Marcus, B-R-O-N-Z-Y on all the social medias and how to kill an hour. Type that in and you'll find us too. Plenty of ways to kill some time out there. Thank you for killing some time with us. 